Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the Culture Nerd Podcast. This week is our wonderful 20th episode of, of doing this since we've officially launched. So that's pretty fun. But we're going to talk about something in the in the coming days. Uh, Black Adam's coming out. But yesterday, uh, Hollywood Reporter dropped kind of a megaton bomb on everybody not realizing what was happening behind the scenes. And we kind of want to talk about how Dwayne Johnson and Michael DeLuca kind of seized power away from Hamada before Hamada leaves officially this week. So let's go right into what happened, what was announced, what was revealed, what's happening behind the scenes, and now let's talk about it. Hello, everyone. Hello, Michael. Hello, Taylor. <clears throat> um, sorry, everyone. My ho- my voice is a little hoarse today. I um, was doing... <laughs> Taylor did just, homework yesterday and got was, a little too angry. I got very angry. I was um I'm I'm doing a coding class from coding Python and I was supposed to code a turtle program and ugh, this stupid program. It was like I was like 70 lines of code into it and I kept saying that there's a syntax error and I'm like there's no error. What's wrong with you? And I was like swearing at my computer and then I looked up like three lines from the bottom and I'm like yeah, there was I was missing one parentheses. I was like, oh. I looked at it. I'm like, oh my goodness, I hate, I hate this. And I was, I was so, I, I felt so mad at myself for getting mad at my computer that I was like, oh my goodness, why? Listen, you, you have an unhealthy relationship with technology. You have always treated your robot slaves as such, and that's something you have to work <laughs> on another day. That is something I have to work on because I was getting mad at this thing, and I was like, and then like. It was one of those moments where you get so mad and frustrated with something that you you start to question your own and intelligence. You're like, "Am I just doing this wrong? Do I not understand how this program is supposed to work?" Is there? And I was googling like how to do this, and I'm like, "I, I, you I'm start, doing this. What? Am I an idiot?" And I was like, started, "I was questioning my own sanity." Did you Google that? Am I going crazy? Am I an idiot? Did Google? Yeah, Google no, tell you I was those answers. Like, and I was like. I'm going crazy because I'm doing the same thing again and again, expecting something different. And I'm like, this is the definition of insanity. I'm losing my mind right now in real time. And I was getting so mad. And then I was just like, you know what? Okay. Let me look at it again. And I, I went back like three lines up from the bottom. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, such an idiot. And I was so mad at myself. And I was like, Oop. and I put it in and I hit enter. And I was like, it's working now. Okay. I can yeah. turn this assignment in. You made the video game. Congratulations. You did it. It's it, listen. I did actually. That, it was essentially the code work I was, was making. Uh, uh, essentially, the code I was running. I was running a turtle document, a turtle program, and I was making um, uh, asteroids. <laughs> like that's what I was doing. <laughs> and I was just trying to run this code to make make asteroids for myself. And I was like, "Why? Why can't? Why can't you find it? Why can't you find it?" It's crazy that all so those mad. programs all just become basic Atari games. Like, yeah. right, like, as you get more into coding, eventually you're going to get to Pac-Man and be like, this is a very advanced thing. Look at all these things that are going on on this screen. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's that's insane to me. Like, I was just like, I was doing this. I'm like, oh, now I see how my friends were doing this in their in high school when we were watching, I think it was Chad, a program in his T80 calculator, all those games that he made. I'm like, this is how he was doing it back when we were 17. I never programmed those games, but I did download those games, and I had Tetris and Mario, and a and a spaceship game on my calculator, and they got me through many a math classes. <laughs> I remember. Those I did. Days. I did end up failing that math class and had to take that math class over summer. So hindsight being twenty twenty, maybe I should have just paid attention. But I did enjoy those games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were all kind of dumb in high school. We all did stupid things. Speaking of playing games, Taylor, what's going on with Warner Brothers? Because it sure looks like some games are happening over there. Yep. Uh, So uh... I don't want to toot our own horn, but I just want to say I feel like we have followed some very logical clues and we we were prepared for this. I don't feel like any of this was shocking. No, not at all. Um, So. Black Adam comes out in a couple of days. Uh, some people are seeing it today in other countries. Some people are seeing it later this week. The review embargo came out about three hours ago. And um, unsurprisingly, the Marvel media uh, shit all over this film. Like, unsurprisingly. I, 
I've never heard that. The Marvel media, they only love Marvel movies? Yeah. Um, I think IGN, uh, they gave She-Hulk an 8 out of 10, and they gave Black Adam a 5. Okay, that's that's a little that's a little that's a little harsh. And even 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 She Hulk is fun, but like I did not like that ending. Yeah, Um, I hear you. The She Hulk ending. I think we have to dedicate a whole episode to unpacking the decision. It 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 reminded to me of like Ghostbusters twenty sixteen, where they felt like the smart choice plot wise was to shit on the fans. I have now been talked into it by a friend of mine that it is better than I think. But as I was watching, because as the episode is critiquing, this isn't what you want to be happening. This is also what I don't want to be happening. So I don't know. Yeah, we can save She-Hulk for another day. Yeah, because we have have thought. I mean, I I I would give the show as a whole maybe a 7 out of 10-ish. Totally totally agree. It's definitely, Um, there's no way it's an 8. No, it, it, it's not it's not a B a B show for me, um, because of some obvious misfires throughout the entirety of the season. Um, but either way, um, like I said, some people are just they praise the crap out of that show and then they just dumped all over this one, which is kind of what I was expecting. Um, but do but. you think this is do you think this is critics or do you think this is the general audience? Because I think a general audience is going to see this movie and really like it. That's what I'm thinking too. Um, okay. So uh, yesterday, uh, the Hollywood Reporter dropped this article, um, middle of the day, kind of about this time yesterday. Uh, they dropped um, DC at a turning point. James Gunn pitches secret movie. Dwayne Johnson flexes his Superman power, exclusive by Boris Kitt, right? And in this big article, they drop um, a lot of stuff. Honestly, um, they basically, uh, I don't, I don't think it should be. Should I even bother? I mean, spoiler alert. Yeah, I think it's I mean, o- I think it's okay to it's okay. I mean, we're maybe talking about some stuff people aren't up to date with. And if you haven't seen those movies, I don't know. You're gonna have to skip ahead like 20 minutes though. So I don't know how long we're gonna yeah. talk about this. Yeah, I mean, if if you want to go in Black Adam 100 percent fresh, probably just tune out today and then come back. To yeah, this after you see yeah, it. go watch, go um, watch Black Adam and come back. Because the introduction paragraph to this article kind of spoils the post-credit scene. Super gross. Super gross that that's allowed to happen even before the movie comes out. Right. Um, I mean, there was a lot of of Twitter peoples, a lot of people who saw the movie in advance who just said, I don't care, and just dumped spoilers on the internet, which was kind of douchey, but whatever. Um, They basically start off saying, yeah, there's no prominent uh, leader of DC right now. Dan Lin didn't work out, et cetera. Um, Walter Hamada is, they said right here, DC film head Walter Hamada is quietly ending his tenure in the coming days. Uh, word is that he's cleaning his office and probably will be out in the next two days, to be honest. He's going to be gone by Friday, but he's probably going to be out of there today or tomorrow, to be honest. Um, they talked about how there's right now no permanent leader to guide anything. However, um, they they do kind of say a few things in here that are pretty kind of cool. Um, uh, Johnson publicly touted his a vision for a future of Black Adam versus Superman after the reveal came that Superman was in the movie and they straight up started talking about it because it leaked online. They did. Um, and uh, yes, Hunter, Iggy, I did see your question. I'll get to that in a minute because we're going to go through this and that's part of the other stuff. Um, the uh, They talk about how he wants to make a Black Adam versus Superman movie and wants to make a Black Adam versus Sazam family movie. He wants to do all this stuff. Um, fans are ready to go um, with Henry Cavill returning. Uh, they talked about Matt Reeves and his expanding his Batman universe. And they kind of even touched base a little bit on what J.J. Abrams is doing. Um, they start off saying, uh, exclusively reporting that James Gunn is going to be working on another project or two for his Suicide Squad corner. So we we are kind of already know that Peacemaker season two is kind of in limbo, but more or less gonna happen. Um, the Suicide Squad sequel was supposed to be already kind of a done deal, but it's I think the studio is kind of waiting to see where it's going, uh, plot wise and completion wise, if it's gonna gonna work. Um, they uh, reveal that uh, James Gunn and producer Peter Safran uh, are working on a new movie, uh, possibly more that James Gunn would be tackling. Um, 
coming kind of right off the heels of the, the whole uh, Deathstroke returning. Um, I'm kind of leaning toward maybe Deathstroke's going to be involved in whatever this mystery project is. Um, however, uh, they do kind of go into it that the person that really kind of saved the day here for uh, the future of the DCEU was uh, Dwayne Johnson and Michael DeLuca. And they kind of go into this repeatedly that, um, long story short, for the past six so, or, so, or so years, while they were trying to get this uh, Black Adam movie off the ground, Dwayne was trying to secure a, a cameo from Henry Cavill's Superman in this movie. And every time he brought it up, they were like, nope, can't do it. Nope, can't do it. They kept shutting him down, saying, even got to the point where Dwayne and his uh, Seven Bucks production were trying to buy the rights to Superman so they could put him in the movie. They were willing to pay for it to make it happen. And they kept getting shut down, kept getting shut down. And um, most recently, over this last few months, when Black Adam was finished and the test screening started, uh, they had a headless cameo and Dwayne didn't like it. He wanted to move forward with a like full-on Henry Cavill cameo. Again, went to Walter Hamada. Walter Hamada again said no. Post-merger then, uh, merger comes in. Warner Brothers Pictures head uh, gets established, Michael DeLuca and Pam Abdi. They both get the the top spots, uh, the spots that were previously held by uh, Toby Emmerich and, and company. They get the new spots. And so what does Dwayne do? He says, I'm tired of your crap. I'm going to go to your boss. And he went around Hamada, went to Michael DeLuca, pitched everything he wanted. Pitched and then multiple movies, multiple movies that The Rock wants to tie himself to this studio for three or four films. And we're going to get Henry Cavill and like a good wrestling match, we're going to build up to the best, biggest heel battle we've ever seen. Yeah. And they uh, basically got all this stuff going. And ironically, uh, and this is kind of what kind of flamed my tweet earlier today, because a lot of people are like, why would you say that blah, 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 uh, that none of this was in place? Because um, long story short, Hamada was fully prepared and fully committed to just recasting Superman. He didn't want to bring Henry Cavill in. He had massive stuff going on. Look, even right here, it says verbatim, um, Hamada had his own Superman plans. One of them being to introduce a black Superman with a multi-decade spanning story. Um, after Hamada said no, Johnson went around the executive, turning to DeLuca and Abdi, who gave him the thumbs up. And a furious round of negotiations occurred right before Labor Day, a deadline that was insisted on by Warner Brothers with the scene shot in mid-September. So literally everyone who was saying that the deal was done, Superman was back, the project is greenlit, everything's go, high fives around. Everyone who was saying that before Labor Day was clearly just really good at guessing because it was not set in stone. It wasn't real. It wasn't locked in. None of it had happened until after Labor Day where the contracts were signed, Henry was back in the room, and they were able to shoot a scene about two weeks later. That is crazy to me, because that literally means that they, this time last month, Henry Cavill was wearing the suit and filming the scene coming out in a movie this Friday. Uh, so much of what you have just laid out sounds like everybody's coming back. And it, even if, even if, dare I say his name, Zack Snyder isn't there. All the other puzzle pieces are now coming back into place. And funny enough, Ben Affleck Batman would probably fit pretty okay in James Gunn's Suicide Squad world. Yeah. I mean, I as, think as much as people don't like um, a lot of stuff about James Gunn and his... It's kind of frustrating because you see a lot of people on Twitter on just... Twitter in general is a fun place to be around because it's super healthy to be on Twitter every day. Um, Twitter kind of hates I check, James I, Gunn. I, I, I just checked Twitter. It also hates us and we've done nothing with our lives. Yeah, you can't be right. on Twitter all day. It'll kill you. Yeah. Um, Twitter, a lot of the Snyder fans, there's a, like a kind of a niche corner of the Snyder fans, the kind of extremist ones that hate James Gunn. They hate anything that doesn't have Snyder attached to it, um, etc. Um, and and kind of like what Ryan's bringing up here, don't count the chickens before they hatch. We have to wait for the flash. Yes, hundred percent, because there is that's part of it. Um, so uh, along with everything going on, uh, Michael DeLuca is now the the running guy of Warner Brothers Pictures, 
And DeLuca, um, for people who don't know, DeLuca was kind of a a huge person involved in Zach's previous project. So DeLuca probably has fond feelings for Zach and was kind of, it, it's not a surprise that he would be, yeah, let's bring back Zach's cast. Let's do this. High five. Uh, that doesn't make, um, that doesn't make a big deal to me. But um, as they kind of go into this big article, they talk about how Hamada was kind of stonewalling everything, right? Because they filmed The Flash and The Flash was supposed to be ending, just ending everything. They were going to be uh, removing Ben Affleck. They're going to be moving Henry Cavill. They were going to be creating a new timeline. And then that movie was going to lead into a crisis movie, which was going to reboot everything even more and just start everything fresh. And they were doing all of this because he just didn't want to, to deal with it. Didn't want to go with all the headaches. And for whatever reason, whatever his logic was, Henry Cavill was an issue for him. Do we call conspiracy theory? Is there some beef that we are unaware of where Henry Cavill spit on his car or something like something happened in a parking lot somewhere? Because it's crazy that The Rock has been doing this for six years. He's been being shot down about this. Yeah. And, um, and mind you, The Rock had started working on this this movie 15 years ago. That's insane to me. Um, of being like, I want to be Black Adam. I want to be in this universe. Here's my ideas for this character. Let's make this happen. But, um, you know, I kind of want to, I want to bring TJ in because TJ is one of our, our editors. Hi, TJ. Hey. <laughs> Are you ready for me to bring you yeah, in? Did uh, I just throw you under the bus? No, no. I was, you get literally hand in the cookie jar, right? <laughs> <laughs> Show so, us the um, cookies. Are they the log cookies? Uh, are they no, the log? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, those are the, uh, um, that's a, very, that's a great cookie. My, uh, my snack today right is, or... I got a bottle of water and hot Cheetos. <laughs> and turn water right into wine. I'm having a, I'm having myself a day. I know. I saw your your car accident stuff. That um, a girl with a big truck yeah, just rolled over the front of your car. Freaking monster truck, dude! Just rolled right over the front left of my car. Uh, uh, Michael and I yeah. have been talking about this since we were younger. That I do not believe that if a girl weighs less than a buck twenty, she should be driving a lifted truck. Yeah, she she was under a buck, under a buck twenty. Uh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> This is the first time finding out about your terrible uh, of your woes. I'm very sorry. That yeah. being said, I'm glad that you are healthy and sitting here and eating cookies and drinking wine and yeah, sharing your insights too. with us. Mind you, I mean, he's in Hawaii right now and he's time difference with us. This is probably like what noon for you. You're drinking wine and eating no, cookies no, at no. noon. No, it's not <laughs> noon. Two fifty. Okay, well, you're three yeah. hours, man. I thought you were like five hours at one point. I think during daylight savings time, it was like a like a five hour oh, gap. Yeah. No, man. Yeah, I know my bosses said you can, uh, you know, do what you got to do. I'm like, all right, I will. I will do what I have to do. So I will go home and I will drink wine and I'm I will gonna do go home. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that'll be fun. But yeah, you know, the whole time it's always like, man, if I just took five seconds, you know, longer doing something else, wouldn't be there. And then you guys were talking about the flash. And I was just like, oh, yeah, that would have been cool if I could have just stopped time for just a real quick second, you know? You're just like Gwyneth Paltrow in Sliding Doors. You didn't know you if you make the trade, what's going to happen? And today you didn't make the trade. Yeah, I didn't make the trade. Mm. So um, yeah. while we were talking about TJ's woes of, of car troubles today, uh, Ryan dropped a pretty significant comment for me. And this is something that Ryan and I talk about quite frequently. I talk to Ryan a lot. Um, and for people to think that there's any beef between me and Ryan, there's no beef. There never has been beef. Uh, Ryan and I, we don't see eye to eye on a lot of things. And I will tell him to his face. And that's fine. And he says it's my face. That's fine. Um, the only reason for all you tinfoil hat people that think Ryan secretly hates me, the only reason he doesn't follow me on social media is because he unfollowed every scooper or account that posts leaks unilaterally. If you were a scooper or you posted leaks or you posted anything like that, you weren't being followed by Ryan because he didn't want to get any negative backlash from anybody for that. So he just, we're friends on Facebook. He's got my personal phone number. We're, we're good. So y'all need to stop with your <laughs> nonsense. Um, but no, we he says right here, whatever the issue was between Hamada and Cavill, it was deep. And he talks about it. I mentioned to Taylor for a long while that these pitches were going on behind closed doors. And at some stages, seven bucks was pretty much laughed out of the room. Because it's true. Because for whatever reason, Hamada and those group um, of everyone in that, in that little tight-knit producing chunk that was 
controlling DC. They just didn't want to do it. And and yes, Ryan, I know you're probably still watching. Uh, just like every day, you're mowing the lawn at this exact time, which is this the best. Um, still waiting on Ryan to talk Power Rangers on here. Holding out for that. I am too, oh, Ryan. Man. You're gonna do a Power Ranger show. Hundred percent. One of these days, we'll do a Power Rangers <laughs> show, and we will get you here. Oh man. Um, one of these days. One of these days when he's not adulting and he's ready to to hang out for like 20 minutes and talk Power Rangers. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, he lives in Australia. So whatever, what time is it for him? Let's look at the mighty Google machine. Because I think it's similar to my time. TJ, you've it's, been drinking. But so a you're day not, ahead. TJ, you've it's been like drinking noon. now. It's noon for him. Yeah. It's noon for him, okay, but it's I, also noon tomorrow. <laughs> he's in the future. Another concept, yeah. Yeah, you're you're three hours in the past, and he's like twelve hours. He's like twenty four hours in the Dang. future, or something like. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. yeah. Um. <laughs> so along with this big article, they dropped out all the stuff basically that Hamada was kind of self sabotaging DC because he was focused on these really close knit projects and wanted to do things a certain way, and just nothing was working. They also talk about meanwhile in Gotham City, filmmaker Rat Reeves meanwhile. is quietly making his own expansion plans. They talked about how officially the Batman 2 is finally going into production. So, we, I mean, last update we got was that they wanted to, um, that they were waiting until something was written that they wanted to get into it. Now that they're actually logging in. Uh, they also talked about how, but Reeves is planning more. He's apparently met with writers and directors to build up more movies and TV series based on Batman's Rogue Gallery, which kind of sounds a lot like DC's Black Label stuff that they were going to try to do a while back. Um, some of the names they threw out there were Scarecrow, Clayface, and Professor Pig, all getting solo projects, tying itself into Matt Reeves' universe, more than likely, or tying itself into whatever they want, kind of like the Joker. Um, but it reminded me of a article that came about from earlier this year, because a lot of people were like, oh, the Batman won't work because it was super grounded, it was super grounded. And um, he actually, uh, Reeves, actually addressed this flat out about fantastical villains. Um, when he was talking to fandoms, Eric Goldman earlier this year, he said, in my view, I just feel drawn to finding grounded versions of everything. To me, it would even be a challenge and an interesting way to figure out how that could happen. Even the idea of something like Mr. Freeze, that's such a great story, right? I think there's actually a grounded version of that story that could be really powerful and come and could be really great. I love the fantastical side of Batman, and it, but this iteration obviously to me being very comic faithful, but I don't think this one necessarily doesn't need to lean into fantastical. So he kind of says that he wants to kind of go more grounded, but he doesn't discount that the fantastical characters can't work in a grounded setting. You can make something seem fantastical, yeah. but not like the Chris Nolan way of doing it, where you just it's so grounded and real that there's no room for anything else. So interesting to see uh, how we they would do Clayface because yeah, exactly and that's kind of what like I'm looking liquid, at too Liquid Terminator, right? Like <laughs> it doesn't it's all gonna be sick. Fantastical. It's gonna Go be ahead. a bunch of sick people. All of these villains are yeah. going to be dying. Whatever whatever Clayface yeah. is, like you're gonna they'll probably remove the like X-Men parts of his powers, right? Like of like grow it, like all the fun, but like him changing his face is absolutely what you want. You know what I mean? You want a murder yeah. to happen. And they're like, I saw it. It was Bruce Wayne who did it. And it's like, there's no way yeah. it was me. I was out fighting crime. <laughs> and then he moves his nose around and like all that stuff. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, he, he says that Jesus. he would love to do it. He wants to unwind that fantastical and see how would this make sense here? And that's what he wants to do. He wants to make it make sense. And who's Professor Pig? Uh, Professor Pig is the, um, he's a fun one. Uh, Professor Pig is a a gentleman who wears a pig mask, has a butcher thing, and in some iterations, he literally cuts people apart and sews them together and Frankenstein's people. Like, he's, he's just a serial killer that wears a pig mask. Yeah, the last movie was seven, just redo it again and put that guy in it. Okay, that sounds great. Pretty much, yeah. Um, I was I, I was reading some like when I posted the uh, the comment the the, vi the picture yesterday on the Instagram about that exact thing, um, someone literally had uh, pointed out that 
professor next to professor pig the riddler is going to just look like a clown like he's going to be like absolutely nothing compared to what this guy is on a comic level um uh he was in the arkham games i think in arkham knight actually i was reading a comment he might have been yeah, in the arkham yeah, yeah. Games. he was in arkham knight as a kind of a hidden side character like if you just went down this side story path you would find him um I think that was the one where the victims were hanging, I think. Yeah, yeah. And he had like, it was like this weird mannequin level where like he had the people that he's sewn up next to mannequins. (laughs) So you couldn't tell which were people and which were the mannequins. And then they started attacking you. That was, that was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Not a great level to play at three in the morning when you're on no sleep. That was fun. Um, But no, they, they kind of talked about it. um, They, across the board, like they even said right here, um, Grounded solutions may also extend to members of the Bat family as well. Um, Robert Pattinson replied uh, about Robin. Like they even talk about a quote from Robert Pattinson about what they want to do with Robin. Uh, he has to be about 13. That's the only way I'll accept it. Um, I honestly love death in the family stuff. I think it'd be so cool. And some people are scared of it, but I think it's kind of exciting. I think it would be a really fun addition. So at least Pattinson is not against the idea of having a Robin. This is yeah. all set up for Robin. All of this is a setup for Robin. I think yeah. Robin was what was pitched because this Batman does is pretty dark and doesn't necessarily have a ton to live for and giving him that stakes would be a huge benefit to that character because he yeah. would then get to redo yeah. I feel like Batman redoes his training with Robin, right? Cuz he's like you don't want to be like me, but these are the skills you need yeah. to survive. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so like we have a lot of yeah. stuff going on. And, and to answer the question that keeps coming up with the thing, yes, Iggy, I will I will answer it right now. Um at the premiere at Times Square, uh Hollywood reporter had asked uh Aldous Hodge, the guy who plays uh, Hawkman, uh what he wants to see next, what he wants to see brought into the fold after Black Adam. What do you want what's he want to do? Because what characters do he want to see introduced in the films? And he said flat out, I want Mr. Terrific. His backstory is amazing, and I also want Hot Girl. Hot Girl being his yeah like his partner in crime, like, and Mr. Terrific is kind of one of those unsung awesome characters of DC that the reason why no one ever does anything with them is because there's really, it's really hard to make a character that's kind of that OP. Um, I am unfamiliar with him. I will admit that. So essentially, I mean, if you want to ignore the terrible iteration they did of him on the Arrowverse show, because it wasn't that great. Um, Mr. Terrific. Oh, okay. Yeah, now you're starting to remember. Um, oh, Mr. Terrific yeah. uh, <laughs> is a character who was actually introduced uh, back in like our childhood, back in 97. Um, I think we were all like 10 at the time when this character first made his way. Um, <laughs> he is, he's a member of the JSA more, more, likely, more, more often than he's part of the Justice League. But his power set is he's just like insanely intelligent. Um, they kind of consider him as the third smartest man on earth. Um, he's got crazy technology that uses his little T-spheres fly around him at all times. Um, I think there was one quote that he said, um, what's my, they're like, what's your superpower? He said, I've only got one. I'm invisible to technology. And in a day, in today's society where technology is running everything, being able to make a claim that I'm invisible to all technology is kind of cool. It's like cyborg level intelligent, which is pretty rad. And he's just a dude. So he's just think, a dude. He's just a dude. Would, for a movie, for a movie <laughs> universe, Terrific. do you think they give him an Iron Man suit? You think they give him no. something that looks bulkier on screen? I hope not. Um, I kind of liked the idea of him, like his his mask, essentially just being a T that goes across his face. That I think that was always fine, and the fair play jacket, which always makes zero sense to me, but he's essentially this super intelligent guy who uses kind of handheld tech. And um, he can just get into any, he, he's basically like, think Batman's Oracle, but like her upgrade. Like this is the guy that does does it all. Um, I think he would be a great support character, but I don't see him being the guy you bring into a fist fight. That's why I always had issues with him on Arrow because he essentially should have replaced the girl in the chair that kind of the whole show turned about. And instead they made him a street level fighter yeah. But right. he was, it made zero sense because he was more of the, he should have been the guy manning the watchtower and running everything 
behind the scenes. Like, I need a door open. I open the next 25 for you, dude. Like that. that <laughs> and then, I mean, obviously hot girl would be a fantastic adjustment. I mean, because if you introduce hot girl into this world now, you can definitely get into the mystical side of Hawkman. I mean, we have the Hawkman we have in the movie, which is the Thanagarian Hawkman. Rad. But yeah. let's get Hot Girl to show up and him being like, oh my God, it's Shayira. And she's like, yes, I'm alive again. You abandoned me back in Egypt. And like, have that whole like, <laughs> again. plot line of the rebirth cycle being just brought front and center. That'd be so much fun to do. I would, I would love that. Um, yeah. And the, com- the comment that you brought up um, about who he would cast, um, Wesley Snipes for uh, Mr. Terrific, which I could see, but I kind of also picture someone a little bit younger because I don't want them to do another Dr. Fate where you have just an old veteran actor playing a JSA member. And also Wesley Snipes has to come back and play Blade when What's-His-Name drops out, so we can't commit him to the DC. (laughs) And then uh, Jessica Chastain is is hot girl. And I'm not sure I feel I'm feeling that one as much. Um, I want someone kind of more the age range of, of Hodge and Chastain. Maybe she could play a flashback version, but I would say someone more like the, uh, oh my goodness, I just blanked her name. She's the girl in Andor. Um, sure. Uh, the one who played, was it Bit? The girl? The, si- the sister? No, the, the girlfriend. Oh, sure. What was her name? Sure. No, she played that character. I think Bix, Bix, Bix. Um, Idra, Adria, Adria. She was also in that remake of the. Uh, um, she was in Morbius. She was in the second Pacific Rim. She was in Good Omens. I remember that. She was really fun in that that show. Oh, yeah. I've uh, seen many of those things that you just told me. I don't remember her in any of them. So obviously, this was her big breakout thing in Andor. No, I mean she was she was the main girl in Andor. Not main girl yeah. and Andrew, she's main girl and Morbius. Um, okay. I have not like seen the Morbius actual yet. Main girl. It's yeah, all right. I, I mean, me yeah, I mean, um, a lot I'm of people so say it's, it's like Eliza Gonzalez, but it's not. It's they're like, there are different people. <laughs> it's like, um, <laughs> it's like when people think that the guy who played that in uh, it Upgrade and um, Prometheus, they're like, oh, oh. You mean Tom Hardy. I'm like, that's not Tom Hardy, that's the other guy. That's not Tom Hardy. Like it's that kind of a situation where you got another like Hispanic Josh Duhamel and um and Tad Hamilton. Oh, what's yeah, name? yeah, those two guys that Timothy Oliphant um, and uh, Timmy Josh Oliphant, Man, yeah. those two guys, yeah, yeah. Every time I see them, I, <laughs> I mix them up. I'm like, oh man, I was like, when was that guy in Transformers? I, mean, I was like, oh, the guy from Transformers, he was in Boba Fett. Oh, like, no, oh, the, the guy from guy. Uh, the perfect getaway, no, no, the other one, not the other guy, <laughs> mix them up again, mix them up again. Um, yeah. but no, I, I could see her being. Uh, modern day hot girl. I think that'd be a really fun role for her because she she always gets played as like this. Um, she doesn't get a lot of big roles, and I think she's fantastic. Uh, whenever she's in a role, she does a very good job, and I think that she needs her break. So that'd be fun to have her a superhero. Be pretty awesome. Just bring hot girl in would be just awesome because you know you think about like cartoon Justice League. Eventually, if that's what they're going towards, is what yeah. I mean, uh, of course, yeah, right? Like I mean, that's she's she's there. I mean, they're all there. They're all there. Gotta get them all. Um, so they kind of talked about more in this article to kind of get back us on track. Um, it's un- they say it's unclear where the Superman move leaves Abrams, um, who is still on track to produce the uh, the the Black Superman story. Like they're still saying it's it's kind of still real, um, but now they would say it's probably going to exist completely outside of everything, just kind of like how Dodd Phillips' Joker is. Like it's it's not into any canon but its own, which I'm fine with. Um, but they did kind of again bring up the fact that Constantine, Zatanna, and the rest of the Justice League Dark Projects are dead at Warner Brothers. And mm. they're letting them be shopped around, but that's kind of it. Uh, the big one is a lot of people are like, oh, it must be a typo, because only Constantine and uh, uh, Madame Xanadu were canceled. But the fact that they brought up Zatanna, they probably could have phrased it a little bit better, but Zatanna was also part of that big calling that happened. Um, because Zatanna was tied to that project. When you close that project, you close Zatanna too. That's how it works. Um, I want Satana uh, to be introduced in a movie. She needs a budget because if they go cheap with it, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be cheap. It's gonna feel it's gonna cheap. Feel it's cheap. Gonna, it's gonna look cheap. It's just gonna be cheap. That's yeah. One of my favorite things that they did in the DC cartoons 
was it? Do you remember back when we were all kids when the uh, the Batman animated series yeah. was on TV and they introduced Satana yeah. as a um, escape artist with her dad and Batman had learned how to do right. the art of escapism from them. And then she's like, oh yeah, by the way, Bruce Magic is real. What's up? And like, she was just so <laughs> cavalier about it. But they, they showcased Zatanna and her dad like as the, the physical side of the as, skills of the set that they had outside of the magic. And I loved that introduction because they, they did that just, by the way, boom, there it is. Um, and just left it like nonchalantly. And then the next time you see Zatanna and the Just League stuff, she's like, magic and like sparkles and everything is going backwards because <laughs> She does her spells by speaking backwards, so it'd be a lot of fun. It'd be awesome, yeah. Um, but uh, the article kind of does um, bring up the the. I kind of wrap it up. They brought up um, all of this takes place as Hamada, who did not attend the Black Adam premiere in New York on August on October twelfth, just a few days ago, packs up the final personal effects from his Burbank office ahead of his last day ahead of his last day of sometime this week. The executive is not even taking a production deal with the studio, a traditional move among executives who are being let go, but given a soft landing as a courteous, thank you for service. They're not even giving him the legacy credits. He's out. That's it. That's pretty, that's pretty telling, right? That's, that's kind right. of brutal. Right. But also yeah, kind of like... telling about how Discovery sees his tenure as DC head. You had... What was his movies that came out when he was there? I mean, he had That's almost great. zero to no successes. And his um, biggest glaring omission was passing on the Joker. Like, that's insane to me. I mean, I feel like we've talked over and over about all of these movies and the treacherous path that they had. He was the gatekeeper. All of these things and the hurdles they had to go through was because he set them. So I get it. But I don't feel like anyone wants to work with him. I mean, maybe he'll go produce something somewhere else, but I don't know what of this DCU wants to work with him because the movies that have his fingerprints did not do well. Yeah. I mean, mind you, they all made their money back, but their profit margin was was abysmal. Like, they, they made their money back. And they hurt the brand. Like, again... Yeah, that's, he, that's the thing. It hurt, man. It just... It was so bad. Yeah, sorry, Taylor... Sorry. <laughs> when they redo these movies and you tell me to watch the director's cut, right? When I have to go out of my way to see it and then it's like a good movie, but that's not what got released to theaters. And even Zack Snyder's movie didn't really go to theaters. So all of these things are getting fixed much later on. He's got to be responsible for that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not arguing with you. I think hundred percent. I mean, he, he failed the fans on such a level that it's it's really hard to ignore. I mean, you can say at the end of the day, oh, he did this, he did his best, he did his best, but it's really hard when you inject yourself in the middle of a feud that's you had no place in. And he did that time and time again. And he proved that he just was not the right fit for the job. And they, I mean, they close out this article with kind of some other little bits that I thought were pretty significant. Um, they talked about flat out, obviously, with Dan Lin not taking the role as DC chief. Um, Michael DeLuca is kind of the guy in charge now. And he's going to be the guy in charge until they find someone to formally take over. Unless they find someone to take his job and he just moves down and takes over DC. Yeah, and I feel like Michael DeLuca is going to be the guy at the top of it, but the shadow person of all of this is The Rock. Like, the person that's going and talking yeah. with these other actors being like, yo, come train with me. I'll get you in shape. I'll get you ready. My stunt team, I've got, you know, that's all him doing. That's that's Dwayne The Rock Johnson going around these people, and then them saying, yes, I want to work with this person. Um, Black Adam versus the Shazam family should absolutely be the next Shazam movie. I don't know when they need... What needs to happen for that to happen? But that needs to start getting worked on immediately. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, for people who like, he has kind of an interesting history among his um, filmography. I'm looking through all the stuff that he's been attached to. Um, he's written he's written stuff. He wrote episodes of Star Trek Voyager, which is kind of funny to me. But um, a lot of what I'm seeing in his filmography 
is no direct ties to the Snyderverse, but he got a lot of special thanks to members of the Snyderverse, like he was involved somehow. Yeah. Um, he did produce, but a lot of his production credits are super nerdy stuff. Uh, his first pr- movie production was Zathura, which was the <laughs> spiritual sequel to Jumanji. Then he immediately segued into Ghost Rider one and two, which were, which were they? They were what they were. <laughs> um, they were there. But they were there. They're, they were movies. They exist. They were there. They were there. Say. Um, we watched it. He's got he a lot lost, of nerdy stuff. Lost in the wilderness before the MCU. But maybe that's what his love is. You know, maybe he should have been doing Constantine in those darker Lord, pictures. Lord, is this real? I don't know. You tell me. Michael, yeah, Michael could DeLuca, it be? Michael <laughs> DeLuca <laughs> wrote the 1995 Judge Dredd movie. That's a great movie! Uh, oh my I god. No, okay. Not. I will fight people to the death. Judge Dredd 95 is I, one of those movies that, that movie, only man. sucked because of the time they made it. If you make that same script right now, It didn't even right suck now, back fantastic. then. When I no, was, it was when, so was good. That, 90- Rob Schneider was like the weirdest what, part of that what, whole yeah. movie. Well, what was that, 94, 95? When, 95. When was, it? when was that? 95. 95, right. Oh my god, are you kidding me? That was like, talk to his gun, you can pick pick what ammo you want to use. I'm talking to like sticks, you know, like when I, as a kid, just pretend like, man, that movie was awesome. Yeah. Watching oh, it now, still awesome. I don't care. Yo, no, I, I transport back to the little kid. Right. You know, I would love a modernized version of this exact oh, script. Like, don't even bother. Man. Just give me that whole thing. Cause I loved all of that. Um, <laughs> just all over again. Such oh, a weird movie, but I loved the I'm whole gonna... like hillbilly cannibal thing. <laughs> I love that so much. It was so man. weird. With a with Dennis Hopper, right? Yeah. Oh man. I mean, I love that movie. Oh. Man. Is Dennis Hopper movie. in that it movie? Was, I don't think he I don't is. Think it's he another is. bad guy. I don't think he is. Was, was it, I think that, you're thinking of. Wasn't um, you're no, thinking no. of Waterworld. You're thinking of Waterworld, and I just agreed with you. I'm like, yeah, no, because he was oh, great in everything I in the was 90s. Thinking of Waterworld, and he's also in the desert with the, uh, you know, with the cannibals. So. Yeah. Oh, I love this right okay, water. Perfect. So, never mind. This Michael is... DeLuca was also the executive who helped Peter Jackson set up the Lord of the Rings trilogy. That that's all I needed. He also agreed. I also enjoy uh, Freddy vs. Jason. That, that was pretty fun. I will. Uh, I remember Michael. You and I saw that in theaters. In that yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we saw it in theaters because neither of us were into slasher films, but we saw it. I think it was probably a girl wanted to see it because it was a superhero movie. It was two demonic superheroes that went at it. It's the closest thing we got to a good Mortal Kombat movie for a couple more decades. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm looking through his entire filmography, his entire everything, his his resume. I'm. I wouldn't be against him taking over. I'm not mad. He just weird. into ideas like you know i think we want to find this person that like already knows all of this stuff if if he has a good base let him learn the job and figure out what to do with these puzzle pieces because that's the problem from what i'm seeing here is that he's got he's obviously got some chops as he produced lost in space the 1998 movie that i loved as a child you know you remember my love for that joey tribbiani right yeah oh my i love that movie yeah so well right yeah yeah he that movie also yeah, runs into the problem of the technology just not being there like yeah. fifth element yeah, sells it yeah. but that movie doesn't really sell it for some reason oh. but i also have a great soft spot for that movie he has a special thanks yeah. listed on tropic thunder somehow that movie happened because of him and they gave him thanks for it <laughs> Yo, is he tight with uh, Tom Cruise? Do you think Tom Cruise finally comes over? Henry Cavill's back. Do you think Henry Cavill says, hey, come be a come be a bad guy for a movie. I'll let you beat the shit out of me. No, I think so. In the article, they talked about yes. how the person that's kind of being tied <laughs> to run the new bat, the new Superman sequel. Like right now, they have Chuck Rovin being the only guy attached to this thing. He's the producer that produced the DCEU as a whole. Right. He's the guy. And he's the only name attached to it, but it sounds like they're also trying to get um, our buddy uh, Christopher McQuarrie back in the mix now that he's almost done with his Mission Impossible films. That because Chris be... McQuarrie, I, 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 for people who've followed me for the last few years, I have a funny Man, I history that, with dude. Christopher McQuarrie. What? Yeah, I remember that. 
Yeah. Did yeah. he ba- did well, he ban you three, on social two, media? That was Are you two, no? That was like two, no, three no. years ago. <laughs> About three years ago, one of my first appearances on the wow. Light Cash show. I three years ago. Holy there shit. was a rumor on the among Warner Brothers personnel that the reason he didn't take the job to do Superman and Green Lantern was because he was using it to to leverage uh, Paramount's contract for for Mission Impossible. Uh, turns out that whole rumor was probably nonsense for the people who passed on it to save face. Um, but I shared the rumor, and Chris, being the, honestly, the nicest guy I've ever met, um, reaches out to me in, in my DMs and says, hey, um, I know you probably said that all in good faith. It's not true, but let's talk about what really happened. And he just told me everything that happened. And I'm like, I am so sorry. And I publicly apologized. He, he messaged me again saying, hey, you didn't have to do that, but thank you. Uh, and like, then we just kept talking for months. And I'm like, and the whole time I'm just like, this can't be real. <laughs> this, this, is, this is insane. And he was the nicest guy um, who had every right to just chew me out. And he didn't. And um, So maybe Harada's just a bad dude. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe just at the end of the day, like, he's a vindictive meanie face. Like, I don't know what else. I, I mean, I maybe not. But like, what else would you make good movies? Just, I mean, he is what he is, right? At this, at this point, there's too much of a track record to say anything else. Yeah. Um. But uh, the big rumor back in the day was that, um when Chris McQuarrie was pitching the Superman project, he pitched it as a two-part um, Superman Green Lantern project in order to bring Green Lantern into the fold, but also like yeah. bring Superman into space. Oh, yeah. And the idea was that at the time they had this pitch for a Green Lantern buddy cop movie with a kind of like um, a reverse of a lethal weapon with the lethal senior weapon. officer being Hal Jordan and the younger new officer being John Stewart. Um, the big rumor was that with, along with the pitch, Tom Cruise was going to be Hal Jordan, which oh, to this day, I don't so for a second think that's a bad idea because Tom Cruise, the best idea. Tom Cruise <laughs> best idea. is Maverick and Maverick is Hal Jordan. Oh, like, I don't, Maverick. I don't, what a- I would that would be fantastic. Let's let's bring that. Let's do that again. Per- bring that whole thing perfect. up. I'm ready. I want that. Give him the job. Give Tom Cruise a Green Lantern. That would be ring. so cool too, right? Because if you had Superman in space, then you have to have the rest of the Justice League watching out for everything else. So then you can start pairing up different superheroes in different movies and really making it something completely different that Marvel didn't do. Everyone had like solo movies. You just have pairs like buddy cop movie here adventure there yeah what was the um i'm I'm an old someone in the comments is going to bring it up what was the brave and the bold i just read as i was thinking about it i remembered the Uh, the brave and the bold comics where it was essentially every issue was a buddy two-parter thing i want that yeah um give me a brave and the bold style run of films where this film it's the flash and cyborg this film it's aquaman and and the Flash. This film, it's Aquaman and Batman. This film, it like just mix them all yeah. up and just have fun. Give everyone a foil and make it weird. Let's do it. Uh, I yeah, want a buddy cop really movie fun. between Green Lantern and Superman, where they go oh, yeah. to different worlds and one yeah. and, and, and right Green Lantern's like all of a sudden like man on the spot and like looking for clues and scanning things and <laughs> Superman goes to the traumatized children and it's like hey what happened here like give me a hug like I would love for that dichotomy as well. I would also just love to see it because Superman is from Kansas. The only other place he's really gone is Metropolis. And now he's going into space. It would just be like the biggest fish out of water thing. Like, here I am. I'm Superman with his like conservative farm boy values. And everyone's like, what are yeah. you doing, dude? Who are you? That's, that's not how it works on this planet. He's like, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> like, I, I apologize. The scene I see in my head is they go to a bar to meet some gangsters and they have to all drink. And Superman's like, I don't drink. And Green Lantern's like, if you don't drink, you will insult them. We have to drink. And then we cut to like <laughs> Superman being drunk and like just like stumbling no, no. around, I mean, flying we know that sideways. Superman, we know that Superman does drink. In Man of Steel, he had a beer in one scene, but he doesn't get drunk on Earth. So that same scene where he's like, oh, drinking doesn't bother me, hammered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What it'll, did I drink? Like a, 
uh, Superman versus Flash, how many beers would it take to get either of them drunk? Who gets drunk first? <laughs> We're just gonna instead of the instead of the, the normal race that everyone always wants to know who's faster. I want to see who who can handle their alcohol better from those two guys. <laughs> the Flash just it just everything the Flash puts in his body just, just metabolizes just, just instantly, right? He just eats pizzas all the time. Yeah, yeah, he has He's to a snack all body... right. He's a snack hole. hole. That's what he said, yeah. Um, (laughs) But uh, what we know finally from the closing bit, Greenlit 2, Greenlit, Joker 2 was Greenlit by DeLuca. DeLuca gave us Joker 2. Um, He also helped make decisions and change some key parts of Aquaman 2, which I'm 100% believing that he was the one who put Ben back in that movie. Right, Um, he was the person that made all the phone calls. We're really sorry. Um, He's also probably the guy... He's probably the guy that's 100% responsible for the whole third act change of The Flash because it even talks about how he made decisions creatively once he came to power for The Flash and has been meeting with other filmmakers. Um, Basically, they kind of say it right here. As for Johnson, last week he publicly expressed interest in helping guide the, the search for the DC boss. He doesn't want the job because he knows that would mean he can't make movies anymore, but he wants to help find the guy. And if the guy is DeLuca, awesome. Um, but they did talk about in here that the script for The Flash 2 is already done. Um, it's actually not even being written by the first person who wrote the script because they're moving away from that that person. Um, they're actually getting the script from David Leslie Johnson McGoldrick, which was the guy who wrote the first Aquaman movie. Um, okay. Not even okay. the second one. So I think, I feel like DeLuca is, the things that he's doing, the people that he's commissioning, are all people from before Hamada. He's bringing all that, he's like bringing all those talents back into the front, yep. which is pretty cool. Um, they even talk about this, uh, Ezra Miller, um, as controversial as everything has been with Ezra, uh, he met with Warner Brothers in August. He's done recent uh, reshoots for the film as recently as a couple weeks ago. And uh, he recently pled not guilty to the arrest for the felony burglary charge. And everyone keeps focusing on the fact that, oh, if he gets com- convicted, he's going to go to jail for a maximum of 26 years. But the reality is that even Hollywood doesn't do that. Like that, that never happens to anybody in Hollywood. A At first most, time offender who has millions of dollars behind him, he's not going to jail for 26 years. He's not even going to go to jail he's for Getting way more days. press than, than like yeah. other He's not going to go to Ezra's not going to go to jail. This is, there's, they're going to find some way. I mean, obviously, Ezra pled not guilty, which means that the lawyer that he hired clearly knows what they're doing and has a way to get out of it. And the studio knows everything that's going on with Ezra. They would not have hired him back to do all of the extra pickup work if they yeah. thought Ezra was going to be canned. They soon. wouldn't be talking about The Flash 2 if they weren't behind Ezra Miller. Right. Right? I mean, uh, unless... In the end of this movie, the Flash runs so fast he turns into another person, and we're like, "What? What happened?" And that's the end of the movie. But besides that, he's the he will be the through piece for these next films, right? And kind of what Ryan Unicom brought up um, right now. Obviously, we've said it before. Black Adam has to succeed. The Flash has to succeed, and Aquaman has to succeed. And the studio currently, Warner Brothers Discovery, is doing everything that they can to make these films not a product of the last studio. And that's uh, essentially, and I I wanted to bring this point up, essentially what they are doing, they're trying to do the good version of what the studio did to Zack Snyder back in 16. (laughs) Where the studio took Zack Snyder's films, dismantled them and ruined them to try to make them what audiences wanted. The studio now is going in and trying to recut these films to be what the fans wanted the whole time. Not what the studio wants, but yeah. what the fans actually want. It's going to be interesting to see. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I mean, the last last studio was what? Birds of Prey, Wonder Woman 84. Uh, that's enough. Yeah. Honestly, I don't even know what... Yeah. I mean, it's it's it's. The I, whole, I think it's, I'm still so new too. I can think of. 
it's the TV. I mean, it's the TV stuff. I mean, there's, you know, there's Suicide Squad with James Gunn, but there's the oh, other right. Suicide Squad movie in there. Right. I'm sure there's a Flash. There's a, a um, not a, not the Flash. I'm sorry. There's a slew of CW projects that were probably talked about in all of these different universes and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's a lot of stuff. And then also all of the debacle with, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Taylor, is this all the debacle with like the Justice League reshoots with Josh, uh, with um, what's his name from Buffy? Josh Whedon. Yeah. Is that all attached to this as well? That was attached to, so that's kind of part of it in a way. Um, because the Josh Whedon stuff was commissioned by um, Toby Emmerich and was done by Jeff Johns when Toby put Jeff in charge. And then when Jeff lost his power at the studio, they brought in Walter Hamada and Walter Hamada repeatedly protected Emmerich and Joss and, and Jeff Johns and all of them. Like it's, it's, it's such a weird situation. He could have taken the easy way out and just said, yeah, these guys sucked at what they did. I'm trying to do things better, but he chose to defend all of them and protect all of them. Mm. So he's kind of complicit in their nonsense too. Do you think he was responsible, even though he wasn't in that position? Do you think he was consulted, and that's maybe what got him the job, which is why he then had to defend it? I hope not, but it's mm. at this point, it could be possible. It's so weird that that's the thing that you that that's a sword that he fell on at all. It would have been very easy to be like, they all messed up. We're doing it different. Everything's new. It's going to be different, but like that was clearly not what we wanted, and in fact. I mean, yeah. Zack Snyder's Justice League put that movie to shame. I mean, yeah. it, it's it, it's almost unwatchable. Yeah. It absolutely we, is unwatchable. <laughs> we tried one time, I think on Lightcast, we tried to do a live stream we to did. watch Justice League. And maybe about 10 oh, minutes yeah. into it, I just started tuning out. I was playing on my phone the rest of the, the stream. I just couldn't do it. It was so bad. It was pretty bad. So bad. That um, was a long, like two hours, man. That was a very long two hours. I got like really far in one of my games though. I think I had my switch for a part of it. <laughs> um, but no, um, it's, it's a hell of a thing, but it sounds like uh, DeLuca is, even though he's running Warner brothers uh, pictures, he's positioned himself to be running DC. And if I'm, I wouldn't even begin to doubt if Zaslav thinks that DeLuca is doing a good job, that he'll offer him the job just to take over that whole studio. Say, hey, I know I gave you Warner Brothers, but why don't you take over all of DC, make this thing happen, and... Well, if these superhero movies are a third of the product coming out of there, there needs to be an eye on it. And the ship has yeah. been rudderless for yeah. such a long time that uh, it, somebody being able to keep all of these things moving. And also, let's get to it. Let's get the ball rolling on all of these fun movies that we keep talking about and team-up movies yeah. and, like, amazing, like, great. Yeah. Start making them because that is going to bring your audience back. So DeLuca and Abdi are said to want more things. Sorry. Uh, DeLuca and Abdi are said to want more things in development and more things on the runway ready to go in opposite ethos from what Hamada was doing, who took a more targeted approach and only greenlit things very slowly, essentially. So DeLuca and Abdi are trying to find as much as they can to make DC as profitable as possible and they're all saying the right stuff I mean earlier this week at the premiere what did what did uh, Dwayne Johnson say he said flat out that he doesn't want to take a page from Marvel he doesn't want to copy Marvel um, the exact quote yeah, yeah. and I shared it was um, do I think we're going to take any kind of bite out of Marvel the answer is unequivocally no we do not want to be Marvel we want to be DC I don't want to bite that apple. I want to grab a new apple and want to create from there. That is what they need like, to do. Isn't that, wasn't that like the whole what point of like Man of Steel? Yeah, like Man yeah. of Steel was different, right? Batman versus Superman, regardless how you think about it, you probably still talk about it. It's different. You know, it was something like powerful, like of gods, like mythology. And that that kind of stuff is what I love. I love mythology, first of all, but it just made it feel bigger than normal and i loved it man and if the rock ah. wanted to make marvel movies he would just go to disney <laughs> they would 
welcome him with open arms and they would give him a list of 30 people that they want to bring in. They go, you can be any of these people. Who do you want to be? You want to be the next Thanos? Who do you want to be? They would have given him anybody and these are the movies he wants to make. Yeah, great. And point. yes, people are bringing this up. And also a rock quote, this movie is phase one. Yes, it is. Because this is a new breath of life into DC. So yes, it is essentially a phase one because they're trying to bring back life to DC. The studio would not run in the trades that the next Superman movie is this the sequel to Man of Steel if they were rebooting Superman. They wouldn't call it Man of Steel 2 if they were rebo- rebooting Superman. I think people need to to realize that yes the walk called this phase one that means that everything before it was phase zero and we don't even have enough time now i mean we don't even have we didn't even get into like what do you want to see in a man of steel too like that's a whole i mean i want to hear everyone because there was there was very clearly things that were set up but to be honest they can do anything they want and i think it's going to be somewhere between what they were going to do and what they want to do but I'm excited for the possibilities, especially if all these people are excited about it as well. Yeah. I think that Man of Steel 2, um, it's going to probably go exactly what Henry Cavill wanted to do. And Henry talked about this in an interview fairly recently. I just retweeted it on Twitter while we were, were doing the show. Um, the, the, tw- the whole thing essentially is he knows where his Superman takes place in the timeline. He understands that Superman in Man of Steel was day one Superman. He understands that. He knows that he had to learn all these things. He had to become this character. And then he knows that the world didn't accept him. Everything went dark. Now he knows he's back. And he even said before Superman falls to the anti-life, before he goes to dark Superman, before he becomes a weapon for evil, he wants to show Superman as the hero for man. And I think right there is why talking about the clip they use the john williams music because this is superman and they want your dad to go see oh okay i don't okay good good question thanks taylor good taylor watch the movie later this week i've talked to about five or so people that saw the movie already and they said that they couldn't they didn't hear the music they said maybe it's the theme is somewhere hidden in the music oh interesting it didn't sound like it um they said that the, the the scene that used superman in it did not feel like john williams theme 100 percent they said it felt like it was something new and may have had some, but they didn't notice it. They also said that the, the premiere was so freaking loud that no one heard any music. So, <laughs> but regardless, I think at this point we need to, we do need to wrap it up. Um, what we know now is that bottom line, Dwayne Johnson and Michael DeLuca brought the DCEU back. They got Henry back. They got Ben back. And it was, they got it away from Hamada because Hamada was ready to reboot everything. And he was trying to reboot everything. So whether or not we like the final product, whether or not we like how Black Black Adam turns out or how Aquaman turns out or any of that stuff, whether we like any of it, the bottom line is that the studio was trying to wipe all of this away. And those two guys prevented that from happening. So all good news, all good news, all good news. TJ, thank you so much for joining us today. If people want to find out updates on your car accidents, where can they follow (laughs) you online? How can they find out what's going on with this insurance process? Oh man, I'll keep you guys posted on that. That'll be fun. That's not going to be be fun. fun. It's not going to be fun. No, I remember when I got hit by that, that old lady in the Jeep that destroyed my Jeep. It's not fun. It takes forever. I remember yeah, not fun. <laughs> and it's but not thanks like... for letting me uh, crash the party. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anytime. This is a party. We absolutely want you to crash yeah. more. Uh, so sorry about all the troubles. You, you, you listen. You, you will. I'm glad you have survived. But yes, I, I totally feel you. It's a bunch of stress. But let me yeah. let me put it this way. They're trying to bring back the 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 Man of Steel was always meant to be something very different than Marvel. What movies did we get the same year from Marvel? Fox gave us the Wolverine and Marvel gave us Iron Man three and Thor, uh, the second Thor movie, dark world. Probably the worst year of Marvel movies. (laughs) They've never wanted to be Marvel. The previous management wanted DC to be Marvel. 
And now Dwayne is trying to push it a different way. So I'm good with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm good with that. But, you know, awesome. thank you all for coming. Thank you all for uh, tuning in. Um, if you want to support us and help keep us afloat, uh, go ahead and head over to the Patreon and uh, support any way you can. Or just, just like and subscribe and do all that stuff. Get this channel some love because that's if you don't want to support financially, obviously, just give us some love that way. Um, thank you, everyone who does currently support us. I do need to update that list because we've got a couple more people that joined up. And thank you all for being there for us. Um, those of you at home, thank you. Scan that code. Check everything else that we do on our platforms. And we will see you all next week. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you, TJ. Goodbye, everybody. Peace out.